everyone, and welcome back to Tea to Green with Jensen and Megan. Today, we are excited to be joined by Olivia Mitchell, a junior at Dallas Baptist University. Olivia has helped her team become one of the best in Division II women's golf. During her career so far, she has had four top 20s, two top 10s, and 13 top fives. Let me repeat that. 13 top fives and two wins at the DBU Women's Classic and the Lone Star Conference Championship. During her freshman year, she made the clinching putt on the 18th hole of her match to win the national championship title for her team, and this year she finished in second place individually. What a stud. Over the last two seasons, she has also consistently averaged 73.6. Since arriving at college, the Texas native has been named a WGCA All-American, an All-American Scholar, WGCA Freshman of the Year, Lone Star Conference Freshman of the Year, and has made several academic honor rolls. This last July, she also had the chance to compete for Team USA in the Arnold Palmer Cup in Switzerland as a Division II team selection. Olivia, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm so excited to be with you guys today. So, how did you get started with golf? It's honestly kind of a funny story, actually. I'm the third grandchild that my grandparents have, and um, they wanted to get really everybody in golf. Uh, my grandfather loved playing golf. They actually bought me a set of left-handed clubs because I write left-handed, so they just like assumed that I would be left-handed. So I played with them for like, I guess like a couple of months, and I went to their little um, Elkins Lake club that they were members at their junior clinics. And I would just practice with my grandfather and my grandmother and we'd go hit golf balls into the lake. And I actually switched from my left-handed clubs to my right-handed clubs eventually, but that was originally my first set. And after that, my dad really just got into it and we would go play together and he loved to play and it just kind of grew from there. So what tournaments did you play in growing up? I was honestly, a, like, I guess you could say, like, a really late bloomer into tournaments, I guess you could say, because I played, like, every single sport. I did cheer. I did volleyball. I did soccer. I did literally everything that involved a, like, involved a team, or it was even individual. I did gymnastics. Um, so it wasn't really until, like, kind of, like, the sixth grade so I guess when I was around 12 is when I started playing in NTPGA local tournaments. Um, and then I sat my parents down in the eighth grade and was like, hey, I want to quit every sport except for golf. Golf is what I want to do. Um, it was like, it kind of sounds like dramatic. We were at the dinner table and I was like, I have an announcement to make or whatever, like my little eighth grade self. And I just kind of told them that I wanted to play golf and um we really had no idea what to do from there. Honestly, I'm the only child and my parents didn't play, um, like didn't play golf, like as a junior or in college or anything. So we really had like no idea what to do. Um, so we just kind of registered me for local NTPGA tournaments. And once I kind of grew out of that, um, I started playing in all American tour events, which are also like with the NTPGA, but they're 36 holes. And then once I just kind of like started progressing, I was playing in TJGTs and then I started playing legends. And then eventually like pretty late down the road, I started playing in some AJGAs, but 
I guess like I started so late with AJGAs that I never really like fully enjoyed them. I really liked playing at home in Texas. I loved Legends events. Um, the guy who runs Legends, Kevin Porter, does an amazing job. Uh, he sets the golf courses up great for us. And I mean, I was always playing with my friends and we would always go to like plan to go to the same tournaments. But with AJGAs, I guess I never really had that group. And I never had um, friends that I could go see because I would play basically play in the tournaments that I could get into because um, I wasn't fully exempt for a while. I got second in Abilene when I was, a, I think, a sophomore in high school. So I didn't really play in like any invitationals. I didn't play in any type of like Wyndham Cup or Rolex or Tournament of Champions or anything like that. So I really just played in what I could get into. And I never really found like that group for me in junior golf, except for when I was at home playing in Texas. So I played in pretty much everything, but I've just really enjoyed being at home and being close and playing legends and all Americans and stuff like that. Yeah. That's very understandable at that age though. How was your high school golf experience? Um, it was actually very different. I went to Lebanon trail high school and uh, I live in Frisco, so it's like, um, it's a very big city, honestly, like there's a lot of people and there are a lot of high schools. And so whenever I got to be a freshman, uh, they just opened up a brand new school and I was the first graduating class. So there was never going to be anybody older than me at this high school. I was going to be the class that graduated first. So we never had, or I never had any upperclassmen, any older teammates, like any, anything. So we just like started this, my coach started this golf program and we were 4A for a while. And then we moved up to 5A and it was just kind of like, it was very different. It was, it was great, but it was different. And we played in, you know, in state, we got second twice. Um, so we were a pretty successful high school team, especially with the fact that we'd only been open for three years at that point. And then my senior year, uh, COVID hit and that was all over, but my high school experience was pretty good. Um, it wasn't like amazing, but it also wasn't, it wasn't bad. So I take it you didn't win any national championships, not national, like high school championships. No, we didn't. I won districts a couple of times, but, um, we got second at state twice. We never won, but which is unfortunate. I think we definitely could have done it my senior year, but we weren't allowed to play. That's so funny. You guys call it districts. Megan, do you guys call it districts in North and uh, Chicago? Uh, we have like regionals and sectionals. So pretty similar to like the way to call it, just set up, I guess. Just an extra okay. step. We call it lower state, upper state. So that's like the sectionals. And then um, region. So you, call it, you go region, then upper state or lower state in South Carolina. Then you go to state, depending on what level, what how well you finish in upper or lower state. Isn't that crazy? That's very weird. We Seems do a little confusing. <laughs> that is very confusing. We do districts, region, state. Oh, so you guys have? Oh no, you guys have three as well. I was like, oh wait, you guys have an extra step in there. <laughs> no, we only have three. So you said you chose golf at a young age. After choosing golf, did you immediately know you want to play college golf? Um, honestly, not really. I 
I was, I was not a very great junior golfer. Like I really did nothing like notable in my career to give me that like push to be like, oh, I can play college golf. It was kind of just something that I like dreamed about mostly. I just like, I, I knew that I wanted to play a sport in college. And when I, when I decided golf, I hoped that it would be golf, but I didn't know if I could actually get there. Cause I mean, I had, at that point, I had really only played in little, little tournaments. And I just like, didn't really like none of us, me or my parents, we just did not know the caliber of golfer, like that it took to be a college golfer. Like we just had no idea. And so, I mean, I I had always dreamed about it, but I just, I never really thought that that was even going to be a possibility for me at that age. So when you did decide that you were good enough to go to college for golf, what was the recruiting process like for you? My recruiting process is probably very different from a lot of people's. Um, Like I said, I really did nothing notable in my junior career. I didn't qualify for any USGA championships except for the four ball uh, at Timaquana where you actually won with Erica, Megan. Yeah, I was, I was at that one, but um, I really didn't do anything like super spectacular or special. So I was really just kind of average but my freshman year of high school was when I really started to just like email as many people as possible. I mean, I would sit in my room and I had an email list and I would write form emails upon form emails and I would just send them out to everybody. I probably got maybe five responses. So like, it wasn't, it was, it was defeating, but I also, I also knew that I just wasn't there yet. Like as I got older, I, I just, I mean, DBU was just, I mean, it was a blessing in disguise for me. I started talking to Coach Trapp, kind of like rounding out like the end of my freshman year. And he was always there. He was literally there through my entire high school career. We were, we would always email back and forth. And he was really kind of one of the only coaches that like saw potential in me and knew what I was capable of. And I mean, I really appreciated that. So I kept in contact with him. I tried to reach out to other schools. I went on a couple of visits, but I just, I just wasn't really, I was not a very well sought after junior golfer. Like I just wasn't really nobody by the time I was like good enough to even get recruited, which was more around like my junior in high school for like big power five schools. Like it was, it was honestly kind of too late. They had filled up their rosters and they were emailing me back saying, sorry, we don't have any spots. We don't have any money. And I was just kind of like, okay. So like getting email after email telling, you no, I just kind of, I just kind of gave up on doing that. And then, I mean, I, I took three visits to DBU, two officials, one unofficial. And I mean, it just, it was my place. And I did, I did not know that uh, for a while. I, I hadn't, I, I knew I was going to go to DBU before I knew it myself. I mean, God knew I was going to go to DBU. I think even Kenny Trapp, our head coach, knew I was going to go there. But it was just, it was a very long, kind of crazy process for me. I just, I never really had, like, I was, I just, nobody really wanted me. And I kind of felt like, just like lost, like I wouldn't find my place. But there DBU was, and it was just right in front of me. And I jumped at the opportunity my senior year. One thing I believe thoroughly in is everything happens for a reason at the end of the day, whether it is 
for me, I committed like 30 days before I signed. Like I was similar to you, very late bloomer, super low key type thing. And at the end of the day, you'll end up where you're supposed to be. And it's just a matter of like trusting that process. It's easy to like preach that, of course, but like, it's just something I've always believed in. And, you know, after listening to so many different stories through this podcast, it's like, yeah, you know, everyone ends up where they need to be. What advice would you give to girls who are thinking about playing division two golf and want to get started with the recruiting process? Um, I think that it would just be the same advice that you would give to somebody who wanted to play division one golf. Like it's really no different in that sense, because you still, I mean, there are division two programs. Like, I mean, DBU obviously is one of them, but like all the Florida schools, Lynn university, Rollins, Tampa, like all of these schools, like they have great caliber of players and it's like, it's honestly like relatively the same. You just have to work hard and you just have to figure out what works for you and I feel like once I kind of got over that hump of like division one division two I really just like let myself love that I was going there before I even was at DBU because I mean you hear people be like oh yeah you're not you're not going D1 and I'm like well does that really matter I'm like does like what like what's the difference I understand that the the number one amateurs in the world go division one like I understand that but when you like really look at it and you just you you're trying to break them down like there's really no difference I mean with the top division two schools and the top division one schools yes you'll find differences like you will the facilities the universities like everything but it's just a matter of just like what knowing where you want to be and I knew I wanted to be at D at DBU and it being division two did not matter to me. I didn't care. I just wanted to be at DBU. I wanted to play for Kenny Trap, and I wanted to be a part of that family. And so advice would just be to, to just like, honestly, kind of just like crush the stereotype. Like if you, you will make it what you make it. And if you don't have a bad attitude about being like, oh yeah, I'm going division two, then you'll have a great time and you'll make it what you can. And a national champion is a national champion. Like if that's what you're going for. Um, so it just there, I guess the advice is the same in any recruiting process, just trust who you are and you'll always end up where you need to be. I think that's the most profound statement I've heard today. Yeah. You know, there's a difference between D1 and D2. However, it is what you make out of it. It really is. And at the end of the day, a scholarship is a scholarship. Very like, true. If you're getting it going to on a full ride to a school at a D2 school and, you know, you're still playing golf, you're still get a great degree and, and get a good, like I said, a good degree. And then, you know, you go to a big D1 school, whether it's SEC, ACC, Pac-12, what, Big 10, whatever, still same scholarship and you still get a great degree and both people decide not to go pro it is the same thing. You know, you're leaving college with a great degree, four years of happiness, five, if you're messing around with COVID year. But I think that's the thing that's overlooked the most with any school, any, any sport. I mean, maybe not football and basketball, maybe, but like it, it's, you're going on a full ride or you're getting a lot of money for school. You know, you're getting a great education. You're meeting a lot of people. Like it doesn't matter if you're D1, D2 at the end of the day, like there's still have the same stuff.
Yeah. And I think one thing that's like really important to remember if, if like you're a junior or you're in college and like your ultimate goal is to, is to turn professional, it doesn't matter where you went to college. It doesn't matter if you went to Stanford or if you went to Texas A&M Commerce, like it doesn't matter. And it's just, it really boils down to how hard you're willing to work and what you want to work for and what you want to be a part of. So it's just, I mean, it's just, it's really all up to the person. The only thing I'll say to that is it just depends on how people are. Some people love being pushed. Now, if they love being pushed, I feel like, and like using other people's motivation, then probably going to like a school that would help you like become a better golfer, like a lot of people. But there are so many individuals that can go to a school, just play their own game, focus on themselves, do what they need to get done to know they can be successful. And they can, they can go as pro just as much as anyone else. You know what I mean? It just depends on what the person's morals is and how they motivate themselves, whether it's just their goals or are they just super competitive and they're just trying to beat some of their teammates and then their teammates are ending up pushing them or whatever it is. And I'm going to hype you up, Olivia, for a second. I think I think what Jensen was talking about, you like are the perfect example of that. I mean, I don't know many girls at all in college golf that have 13 top fives and can say they're a national champion. Jensen and I can't say that yet. I mean, we'll see how senior year goes for us, but we can't say we're a national champion, you know? And so I think that's pretty cool that, you know, you can you can really prove that no matter where you go, you can be a great golfer and do successful things. And like you guys both said, like you can go pro and be successful on the LPGA and it doesn't matter a whole lot what school you went to, you know, it doesn't necessarily determine your success, you know, five years on the LPGA tour, which is pretty cool. It's very true. It's just, um, even going into college, I never really had the intention of going professional. I never, that was never really something that I wanted to do. I wanted to play my four years of college golf and give it my all and see how good I can get. But once that's over, I'll always be involved with the program. I love DBU. I love my coaches. I love my teammates, but going professional was just never really something that I dreamed of as a kid. And I know a lot of people dream about that, but I mean, it doesn't like whatever division that you're in, it really, it really makes no difference whenever you're out of college. It's just really a matter of how hard you're willing to work for what you want type, type thing. So tell us what it's like being a student athlete at DBU. I mean, it's, it's great. DBU has so many resources for us and they do everything for us. We, um, we have tutors, we have meetings together, we have Bible study, like we do everything together. And um, the professors are all so understanding, especially of the golf team. We are gone so much out of the year, especially if you're traveling for every tournament, which it gets to be a lot. And I mean, we just have so many resources that can help us and that motivate us to not only get better in our sport, but to strengthen our relationship with God and our family and our teammates. And it's just being a student athlete at DBU is just such a blessing. And we are, we are, we're a family there and we support everyone and we support every sport. Like we'll go to baseball games and soccer games and cheer each other on. And we just, I think that every student athlete at DBU can attest to the fact that they do everything that they can for us and they make us feel so special and wanted on campus. It's really awesome. 
And of course, being a part of a team that won a national championship last year is pretty special too. What do the practices look like for your team? Um, very long, honestly. We practice a lot, um, five days a week usually, actually most of the time, five days a week. Um, I'm pretty sure that's, everybody does that. But our coach really makes a point to emulate pressure situations and he does a really good job of teaching us how to perform under pressure and how to deal with your heartbeat going so fast that you don't even know which direction is up and he really does a great job of just teaching us how to perform under pressure and that's a lot of our practice our practices are very structured um we work on what we need to work on whether that's um wedges or putting or maybe even on the range like sometimes we just need to go out there and just like hit balls and then we'll 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 do that but we take it day by day and we we qualify a couple times a week it just kind of depends on what what's coming up but we're very structured and we do putting competitions where our coach will be like everybody has to make this three foot slider before we leave and it might sound like it might sound dumb or it might sound easy, but when you're the last person over that three foot slider and it's the sun starting to set and you're like, Oh my God, if I miss this, I'm going to be so mad at, our, at myself and my teammate, I'm going to feel like I let my teammates down. But I mean, I've been that last person and missed it so many times, but I've made it when it, when it mattered because I knew how to deal with it because our coach teaches us how to deal with it. So that's a lot of our practices. We do that those types of pressure things like all the time with wedges, with irons, with hitting our woods. Like we really know how to deal with the pressure in a tournament because of how our coach makes us practice, which is, which is really awesome. This man sounds like a legend. I think I'm gonna need to meet him. <laughs> you do. I think everybody needs a Kenny Trap in their life. I mean, he is your biggest supporter and your biggest fan, but he'll sit there and he'll make you do the same thing over and over and over again until you get it right, which is, I mean, he's, he's amazing. He's great. So can you speak a little more to what the qualifying process looks like? Yeah, we, um, we, it kind of really depends like on the week, but uh, like say when we get back to school in August, we play in a summer tournament that like everybody has to play in and we count those as qualifiers and we usually qualify like two times a week, usually on Tuesday and Thursdays, because we work out at 6 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So he tries to make qualifiers on Tuesday, Thursday when we don't have to wake up at 530 in the morning. But sometimes that doesn't happen. Um, but if we're coming up before a tournament, he usually puts us in about two qualifiers a week. And we just we go out and we just play. We really don't make it to where it's super stressful or we aren't being like everyone's taking it seriously, but at the same time, you're playing with your teammates and you are trying to have fun. Um, so we really just like make the best of it. I mean, qualifying can be a little overwhelming sometimes, especially when you have tests and homework and quizzes you have to do, but um, we really make the best of it. And we, we really only qualify like when we have to, uh, like if there's a, a pretty close gap between like five and six or, um, he just, he wants a couple people to go qualify and watch him play. Like he'll do that too. So it really just depends. Not everybody qualifies on the same day, but like whenever we get back to school, um, we'll all qualify for a couple of weeks and then he'll kind of go from there.
What are you majoring in? I'm a marketing major. Uh, I decided that my like senior year in high school, I didn't really know what to do. I still don't know what I want to do after golf, but I felt like um, marketing was pretty broad and I've enjoyed it so far. I've, I've, I've gotten into more marketing-based classes in my sophomore year, but I, I, I enjoy it. Having all of these top five finishes, all while being an academic All-American, speaks pretty highly to your ability to balance success in both areas of your life. What has led you to be so consistent? Um, I will say it wasn't always like that, especially in high school, because we did not really have much work to do outside of school. So when I got to college, it was it was a big wake up call for me. Um, and like I said before, DBU takes such good care of their students and their student athletes that we have so many resources available to help us. And I I just realized in the fall of my freshman year that utilizing those resources was the best way for me to get good grades and to stay on top of my homework and my classes and also be able to practice as much as I need to be able to play at the highest level. So I, I definitely say that you definitely need a planner. <laughs> um, I write everything down in there, tests, quizzes, practices, and just being able to stay on top of what, are, what you're doing and being able to look forward instead of being like, oh my gosh, that assignment was due last week and I never did it. But being able to look forward at your week and planning has really helped me, especially since sometimes we'll, we'll get a text at 12 o'clock in the afternoon and he'll be like qualifying at 1.30. And we'll be like, oh, okay, we gotta go. So like, just kind of like staying on your toes and always staying prepared has really helped me and utilizing all the resources that DBU gives us, which are, which are really great. So during your freshman year, you were named the freshman of the year by the WGCA. And this year, another one of your teammates was also named freshman of the year, along with several girls being named All-Americans. How excited are you for this upcoming season, considering you have so many talented players returning to the team? I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for this year. Uh, with being freshman of the year last year, my roommate and my teammate, and honestly now my best friend, um, she was freshman of the year this year and she redshirted last year and seeing her just kind of come into this golfer that she is today has just been so rewarding just sitting back and watching your teammates like accomplish something so incredible I mean I get to see that with every single one of my teammates because every one of my teammates pushes each other and we all want the best for each other and we all root for each other and it's just it's so exciting to be on a team with such great girls and I mean, I'm so thankful for that. We're not teammates, we're, we're family at DBU. And that's, that's a testament to our coach and how he's brought this program up from, from nothing. This is gonna be his 18th year, I think, at DBU and he opened the program. And I mean, he went from the worst in the country to now we're the best in the country. And it's just, it's just a testament to how he has made this program so amazing. And he recruits the best girls and, I mean, it's just, it's so incredible to watch your teammates and to also do it yourself. But like, it's just so incredible to watch your teammates play such good golf and get rewarded for it at the end of the season. And with all of us returning, I mean, we're going to have so much fun next year. We're all so close. And I mean, four of the top five that played last year, I mean, we all live together. 
So we're together 24 seven and we just love being around each other. And I mean, it's just, uh, we're so excited. I think all of us are so excited. We, especially after our loss at nationals this year, we lost to the eighth seed Finley who went on to win the tournament. I think that was definitely a hard, hard loss for sure. Because um, I mean, we never expect to win, but we always want to win. We want to win so bad. And um, when we lost to Finley, I think that that just made us grow as golfers, as individuals, as a team. And I think we're just, we're so ready to come back and do it all again next year and hopefully win another one. How would you say D2 golf has developed your game and allowed for you to have such a successful college career so far? Um, I wouldn't say it's much as much of D2 golf as it is my coach. I mean, I came into college just, I mean, as a, as a very average junior golfer. And the second I stepped on campus, something changed. And I really think that it's all thanks to Kenny Trapp and the way that he leads us and the way that he just wants us to play fearless golf and just how he helps us practice and what, what he tells us to do when we're on the golf course. And I mean, I came to college in my first college tournament, I won. And I was like, okay, I was like, here we go. I was like, let's, this is going to be really fun. Um, so I wouldn't say it's as much as division two golf as it is being surrounded by these amazing people that just want the best for you. And I think that when you put yourself around those kinds of people, you can't help but get better. You can't help but want to get better and want to get better for your team, for your audience, whoever your audience might be. But I mean, it's just being at DBU has made me into the golfer that I didn't even ever know that I could achieve. And I, I really think that that's because I'm at DBU. And if I wasn't here, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would have had the opportunities that I would have had to go to the Arnold Palmer cup to be a national champion. Like, I don't know that if that would be in the cards for me, if I wasn't where I was at. In 2021, your team won the D2 national championship. Can you give us a rundown of that week? Megan and I would have no idea. Um, I mean, it was, it was very special. Uh, the girls that were traveling. So it was, it was me, uh, Hannah Harrison, who was a fifth year senior, uh, Faith De La Garza, who was a junior, Julia Garcia, who was a sophomore and Jace Stewart as a freshman. Um, and only one person, Hannah Harrison had ever played in the national championship before. None of us had ever gone because it was my freshman year. Um, and then junior year, it got canceled the year before. And you, you get it, but um, it's only one person had ever been to a national championship that was on our top five. And it was just, it was such a special week. We went in with just such great attitudes and we went in just wanting, just being grateful that we were there. I mean, at the end of stroke play, I actually played really horrible in stroke play. Like I almost got dead last. I'm not kidding. Almost got dead last in stroke play. And um, we do the three days of stroke play and then three days of, or three rounds of match play and two days after stroke play. And since I played so bad in stroke play, when we were the, I think we were the fifth seed going into match play. 
we were playing University of Indianapolis and all those uh, Brett and um, Kenny are are really good friends. It was fun being able to play them, but I played this girl named Pilar Ichivera and she is honestly one of the best Division II golfers to ever come out of Division II. I don't know if you guys know her, but she is amazing. And I had no idea who she was. I was a little freshman and I just realized that the night that I got back to my hotel that I was paired with a five-time first team All-American, uh, like two-time player of the year. I was like, oh, I was like, okay. I'm like, all right, let's go. I mean, when I won my match with her, I think I won seven up. I played really well. That was like the first time I played well at that golf course. So I won, uh, cause in, at, in division two, we play metal match play. So it's by strokes, not by holes one. I think I shot 71 and she shot 78 or something like that. So every match goes to the 18th hole, which is, which is really fun. Something that's different from division one. But so after we won that, we were playing uh, Grand Valley state. And I also played there like number one player, I guess you could say, or that's how it was. Um, that's how it ended up. And I won that match as well. And then next thing you know, we're in the finals and we were all just kind of like, wow, this is our time. We, the, if we were thinking like, I mean, this program has like this entire athletic department, nobody's ever won an NCAA national championship. And we have the opportunity to do it tomorrow. And I mean, it was just, I didn't sleep. I was so excited and I was so nervous and I just, I just couldn't believe that we were actually, that I was on this stage playing golf for a school that I love, for teammates that I just adore. And um, I mean, we, 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 we came out a little bit slow in the finals. We were playing Lynn University, who usually, um, like both, both this year and last year, we've been one and two in golf stat rankings and uh, golf or not golf week, uh, WGCA coaches poll, like we, we flip one and two um, with Lynn, like all year long. And so we just, we just kind of went in and we were just like, if we just do what we know how to do and we play like we practice, then, then we'll win. And I mean, those last two holes of my match, I mean, I will remember them for the rest of my life. And I mean, we're coming down 18 and I'm, I'm only one down now and we're both playing great golf. I think we're both, I think she might be three under, I might be two under at this point. And this golf course, Dearborn was just, I mean, it was brutal. It was so hard. Rough was thick, greens were fast. And it was just, it was really great to play there. But I mean, we're coming down the last hole and I see my coach, he's running he's running to me from the green. And I'm like, Oh God, I'm like, Hannah must've won because she's playing in front of me. And our athletic director at the time was um, stepped in to be our assistant because our assistant coach, Josh Aguilar, he had a family emergency, but we were with um, our athletic director who actually played for Kenny trap in the first recruiting class of Dallas Baptist men's golf. So it's just, it, it was a very full circle moment. And I mean, I just, I mean, we get there in the fairway and it's me and coach and I I'm hitting first. And he's like, you put this close, we win a national championship. And it was just the most surreal experience I hit. I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. I hit an eight iron from 147 yards and it just, it, it landed on a dime three feet from the hole. 
and it's just roars. And I, I blacked, I blacked out after that. I don't remember a single thing. And all I remember is coach telling me like, you've made this putt, you made it. Like he was telling me that I made it before I even hit it. And it was just, she made par and I had to make a three because we would tie in matches one and we would win by one stroke in stroke play. So if I made that putt, we would win by one stroke. And I made it. I don't remember it going in. I think I closed my eyes. And then next thing I know, I'm like in my coach's arms and all of our team is just rushing down the green. And it's just, it was the best day of my life. And I literally wouldn't trade that experience for anything. It was such a full circle moment. And it was amazing. It was amazing. I like, it's, I, I like, think about it I, used to, I almost start crying because it was just it was that emotional and seeing everybody just so happy I mean everyone was there our friends our family our parents like everyone was there watching me on that last hole and I literally was just I think I was shaking there's a video of it and I think that my knees are shaking I think you can like see my knees and my hands shaking over the ball but it went in and I just it was it was insane it was crazy but being two down in strokes, because it's metal match play, but being two down in strokes going into the whole 17, I, I didn't even think it was possible. And then, and then I was holding up the national championship trophy and I didn't even know how it happened. Wow. I, I don't even know where to start. I mean, I, I feel like I was on the team with you there for a little bit. What an amazing full circle moment that you'll forever cherish. I mean, that was amazing. Like, really good. <laughs> like, I'm not being sarcastic. Like, I'm being very genuine. Like, I feel like I was there. Very well-told story. Like, I mean, everyone dreams of that moment. And for you to tell me that moment like you did, like, I really do feel like I was there. <laughs> Kidding. I got chills, like, three times while you were telling that story. Like, I was just like, holy crap. Like, this is so cool. And I think, like, the the craziest part is like you talking about the putt and being like I think I closed my eyes you know like it's just like it's just like there's just so much adrenaline and pressure in those moments I mean I've never had a putt to win a national championship but like the the four ball you talked about where um you played at Tim Aquana and Eric and I won like I made like a 12 footer to win the match and win the whole thing and like I had no idea what was going on you know I was just like I simply didn't even realize it was really to win um, I was just like just trying to make a putt and all of a sudden it went in and I was like, I don't even remember lining it up. Like, I don't know what I did, you know, and having those moments is just like the coolest thing. So thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. You're welcome. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll always make an excuse to tell that story because it's just, it's just, I mean, anybody that was there, I mean, it's just, it was just like, my mom was crying. My grandma was there. She was crying. Our coach, she was just, it was just like everything that he has ever worked for in our program just came to life that day. And it was just, it was the best experience of my entire life. And I, I will forever, that five will forever have a special bond over that moment, over us winning, us freaking flying home with the, with the trophy in our hands. Cause we didn't want to check it and it, it get broken. So we have the trophy in our hands on the plane and people are asking us and we just can't wipe the smiles off of our face because it's just, it was that cool. And it was amazing. 
And it's just, it's a feeling that I like can't even explain. I still, to this day, I'll go through my camera roll and I'll watch the video of me making that putt. And I'll just, I literally sob because it's just, it's that awesome. And it was that much fun to be a part of. And that right there is why I chose DBU because I knew that that was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. I knew that that moment, whatever it may be, I didn't know it was to win a national championship, but I knew that I was going to have that life-changing, that memory that I will cherish forever. I knew that that was going to happen at DBU and I knew it wasn't going to happen anywhere else. So with every national championship dream and now reality at this point, how did you guys prepare in the weeks leading up to that? I mean, obviously a lot of pressure, three-footer putts, sliders that you guys had to make, I'm sure. Um, I mean, we really just prepared for it. Like it was honestly any other tournament. Uh, we just did what we knew how to do. And that was work together. We would be at practices and just, we would encourage each other and we would just like be, we would hype each other up and we would just, we were just really excited. Uh, we just got second at regionals. That was our actually, well, I was going to say that ended our 10 win streak in a row at our 10 tournament win in a row, but actually that was to Lynn, who we won in the finals of nationals. That was to Lynn at their home tournament in Boca, but we had just got second at regionals and we really were just working on the things that we knew would win us a national championship. And that's like the three footers putting drills. It was wedges. It was making sure that we could hit our driver on a string. Like we were just really working and we were working towards a greater purpose. And we didn't know what that was yet, but we just, we knew that if we worked hard and we believed in ourselves and we just let God do his work, then we knew that, I mean, we would come out on top and we did. And it was just, it felt everything, every 6 a.m. wake up call and every five hour practice, it all felt worth it in that moment. So you recently competed in the Arnold Palmer Cup in Switzerland. How fun was it getting to play golf overseas? It was really cool. I had actually never been to Europe before. When me and my mom go on vacation, we usually, we're beach people. So we go across the, the Caribbean and the British Virgin Islands. So I'd never been to Europe before. And I mean, playing there was just unreal. The views on the golf course were something I've never seen before. Um, it was beautiful. And the course is in pristine condition like it could not have been any nicer for us what was the experience like getting to compete with and against some of the best college golfers did you have any takeaways from that experience um yeah I mean honestly the people that were on that team I have followed on Instagram and looked up to and and I had seen them do such great things in their golf career that I really never thought that I was going to even, I would, I never thought I was even going to be playing with them, let alone on the same team as them. And to just like be with them was just like an experience in itself. Like I felt so honored to be a part of such a talented group. It was amazing men and women. I mean, we just had so much talent and being there was another thing, but getting to interact and play alongside and against internationals um, was just an experience that I never thought that I was going to have. 
What is the most important thing you've learned from playing college golf this far? I think that the most important thing that I have learned, especially in my college golf career, was finding your audience. And when I was a junior, I played for, um, I mean, a number of reasons. And that was to play college golf. I was playing to impress my parents. I was playing to impress college coaches. I was never really playing because I loved it. And when I got to college and I realized that what I'm doing here at DBU is so much bigger than me is when I really just found what I was playing for. I mean, I'm playing for myself. I'm playing for my team. I'm playing for my university. I'm playing for God. Like it just, for me, when I found my, my audience, that's when I really blossomed. And that's when I became the golfer that I, I always knew I could be, but I didn't know how to get there. And for me, just being able to like, let go of the expectations that I had set for myself and just to be able to just like lay it all out there and just play fearless and play like there's like, I can never play around a golf again. Like that's whenever I found like peace in what I was doing. And I found that when I play golf like that, I have a lot more fun and I can trust myself and I trust my teammates. And I just, I know that the outcome is already set for me. So once I really found out my audience and what I was playing for was when I was able to actually like let loose and enjoy what I was doing. If there was one piece of advice you would give yourself upon entering college, what would it be? Go to bed early, <laughs> especially as a little freshman. I mean, I, my time management skills have definitely gotten a little bit better, but I think that the best piece of advice I could have given myself was just to trust the process. I mean, four years playing at such a competitive level of golf is a lot and it's a lot for anybody, especially like whatever school you're playing for, like it's, it's a lot and just trust what I'm doing and trust that the process will get me the results that I want. And whether that's a high ranking or whatever, like being selected to the Arnold Palmer cup, like all of those things came from working hard and trusting what I was doing and trusting in the program that I chose to be at and trusting in my coach. And I, like, once I learned to do all of those things was when, I mean, my college golf career just really shot upwards and I'm just trending upwards and trusting the process was key for me and key to my college golf career so far. Olivia, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, this has been an honor and I'm so glad that I got to sit down and talk to you guys. Thanks for listening to Tea to Green with Jensen and Megan.